Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week's topic, we're going to be talking about how you can identify your emotions, which in the long run will help you feel less anxious. Because when I was going through my healing journey, my therapist and I worked a lot on working through my emotions and knowing when I felt stuck and learning how to process that stuck feeling into what my body was trying to tell me we're suppressing an emotion and we need to feel it out right now or however you do it. So this feeling of stuck or anxious or numb, it indicates that you have suppressed an emotion. And this could be because that you learned that was how you would feel safe, how you learned to survive when maybe showing that emotion when you were sad, angry, happy, whatever it was, usually not happy, but angry, mad, sad, you get it. Those are typically the emotions we are taught to suppress because it elicits an uncomfortable behavior to other people or people who are emotionally immature as well. So if you grew up with emotionally immature parents or people who kind of taught you to rub in the dirt, toughen up, don't cry about it, those are typical sayings that I grew up with that made me feel like it wasn't okay. It wasn't safe to express these emotions that I felt like I needed to feel out. And emotions like sadness were things that I wouldn't emote easily. And that built up throughout the years of my life and into my adulthood until I was 25 and feeling through and crying over experiences that happened to me when I was a kid because I didn't feel safe when I wasn't allowed to express those emotions at that time. But it's crucial that we learn how to express our emotions in a healthy manner because our body holds on to that. It holds on to that trauma. It holds on to that pain because it's not being released. We're not allowing ourselves to release our bodies, our feelings, our souls from whatever is harming us in that moment. It's the way our body releases that negative energy so we could make room for the new and feel good about ourselves. So when we aren't taught how to healthily process our emotions as children, we don't learn we obviously don't know how to do it as adults. So when we feel stuck or anxious and we feel like our anxiety is almost debilitating to us in a social situation, a work environment or any any type of situation where you feel anxious, even just going to the store can trigger your anxiety. And it is important that you can understand what about going to the store is triggering your anxiety, what emotions are tied to this so you can learn how to process through those emotions that may be connected to your childhood and you could learn how to heal through it and that's how you start beginning your healing process. So because of this long-term unacknowledged feeling that our bodies are holding on to, we don't know how to identify those emotions properly. And a lot of the times when we say we're anxious or are having anxiety, what is really happening is our brains are just trying to make sense of our physical situation. And by that, it means our minds are trying to process all the thoughts, all the experiences that we are seeing, hearing, feeling, everything. And we don't know how to feel about it. It is too much almost. It's overwhelming. And if it is triggering an emotion that maybe happened to you as a kid, that's like, oh my God, like I remember something like this. It's negative. It's bad. It just causes a tightness in your chest because you know it's bad, but you don't know why it's bad because you never learned how to process those emotions that were tied to this negative feeling. 
Understanding what emotions are triggering this anxious behavior and identifying the way you respond can help you indicate how to calm yourself down and even help identify what these triggers and behaviors are that may pertain to future events. So how do you break down what emotions these are linked to? What I always like to do is just taking a moment and breathing. Being mindful is so crucial when you feel like everything around you is racing, like there's a tornado around you and you're in the heart of it. Just take a moment and be mindful of your physical situation. What is around you? What is happening? What is actually causing you danger right now versus what is the danger your mind is creating? And just take deep breaths. I know it sounds corny, but in all honesty, taking deep breaths really calms you down it calms your nervous system down and i saw it on a tiktok once and it kind of does help a little bit breathe in until you feel like you can't breathe take another breath in and then just do a little more like a little extra then because it's that little extra oomph that i feel calms your calms you down a little bit more it's like i can br- i can't breathe in anymore i can't oh wait just a little bit more room and now you slowly exhale And just by doing that a few times can really help calm your nervous system down so you could begin to process your thoughts at a normal rate. As you're breathing, think about the way your body is responding in this moment. Be conscious of the way your body is responding to these anxious thoughts. What are you experiencing? Are you shaking? Are you sweating? Write, talk about, or just process think about what is happening what however coping mechanism you do best that helps you process this do it just get it out there so you know what is happening and that is okay and it is safe for you to feel this way and to work it out for yourself and just taking that moment to be still and be slow and be kind with yourself and this is also a very important time to like work with self-compassion talking kinder to yourself as well and even by just telling yourself simple things like hey it's okay like soothing yourself is crucial when you're trying to regulate yourself and get yourself to a state of calmness again and when you're learning what is happening what how you're learning your body is responding to these thoughts and behaviors and to what you're experiencing You can then begin to identify what emotions are linked to this and ask yourself why you're experiencing this. And if you're someone who struggles with identifying emotions that aren't just sadness, happiness, anger, like myself included, I started reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And it is a great way to learn about the variety of emotions we as humans experience. There are over 83 emotions. 83 I only knew of like three my whole life. I've identified with mainly three and two specifically have dominated that. And I think we can take a guess on which two I mentioned before those are. But I love this book. I highly recommend it. I'm probably going to, I'll link it in the description if you want to take a look at it because it not only does it help you identify what emotions you're feeling, but it helps categorize emotions like as a whole into like, oh, like if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling sad, like these are the different emotions associated with anger and sadness that are more in depth than just saying, oh, I'm angry. Oh, I'm upset. It dives into 
how your body experiences, what could trigger it. And it is, it's, I just highly recommend it. And it has really helped widen my vocabulary and understanding my own emotions that in the long run have helped me work through and cope with a shit ton of my childhood trauma and the way I processed pain and uncomfortable situations and how I'm able to move forward with that in the future. Because the more you learn how to process these emotions in real time and even as the past, the easier it is to do it going forward and the more natural it comes to you. Because you learn to associate your triggers with, okay, I know this is going to happen. I know what I have to do to make myself feel comfortable if I choose to continue going through the situation. Like for example, parking is something that always stresses me the fuck out. And I know that I will most likely not go to an event if I can't figure out the parking, especially if it's long distance. Like if it's more than 45 minutes away, I'm going to freak out about the parking. And if it's an event I still want to go to and the event itself is not what's causing me the anxiety and I still want to go to said event, but the parking is what's holding me back from going, I'll just fuck an Uber. And I know how to take care of myself in that situation. When we're feeling these anxious thoughts and behaviors, it is scary. It's scary. And I feel like the word anxious and having anxiety is so normalized. And it's almost a way for us to brush off or suppress the thoughts and feelings about ourselves that we no longer wish to work on or we don't feel ready to work on in that moment. And we just use it and brush and say it's because of anxiety. And we use it as a crutch almost to not better ourselves. So when we learn to take accountability for our anxious behavior and learn why it makes us so anxious and maybe that's something we could change ourselves. That's an area of improvement that we could choose to improve upon. And for me personally, my anxiety was holding me back from being the person I wanted to become. The person I wanted to become was not anxious. And especially the areas that my anxiety was causing me were areas that I was like, this isn't cool. I'm fucking sick of this. I'm tired of being this little ball of anxiety all the time and being defined by my anxiety that I just wanted to break free of it. And understanding my emotions and identifying the way I process my emotions is how I learned, I was able to learn more about myself. Because as I was able to identify what emotions my anxiety was linked to, it allowed me to explore those areas of my life that made me feel that way, that made me feel like I had to suppress those emotions because I didn't feel safe expressing them in that moment. And now as an adult, I've been doing the work on myself with shadow working, journaling, inner child healing, and of course therapy. It's a lot of work. It's a shit ton of work because I'm 26 now and I'm essentially unpacking 25 to 26 years of bullshit that I've taught myself to suppress is layers upon layers of armors. Like I, I like to think of it. It's like every time I've suppressed an emotion, I've added a new layer of armor to me that kind of builds a layer to myself to not let people in. And every time I've suppressed an emotion, I feel like I've just layered and layered and layered and layered. And now I'm trying to break through all those barriers until I've hit the root of being with my child self again and learning how she was meant to process things and how she was expected to understand her emotions and understanding what she needed in that time and how I can give that and be that for myself right now. So in a way, it's also like you are reparenting yourself, but you're also rewiring your brain so you can understand 
what you deserve in the long run of how to take care of yourself and take care of your emotions and how you can almost hold that standard for other people to help you take care of your emotions and your friendships, relationships. I think this is also a great way for you to know your worth and understanding what you deserve when you're looking for a partner or even friends as well, like having friends that respect you and know how to be there for you. And even so you could express to them how they can be there for you and help you through these emotions because we're all humans and we all need a little bit of help sometimes and there are going to be some days where you're going to need a little bit of help from someone to feel better about yourself because we're all not meant to go through this alone and I'm someone that is working on this themselves in terms of reaching out and being like hey I'm having a rough day do you have like a couple seconds just to talk or whatever it is understanding your emotions helps you but it also helps other people help you because now you're learning how to identify what you need and now you can express that need to other people so they can help you out as well and get through this difficult time in your life. And in turn, you can learn how to do that for the same to them. But why does it matter? Why does working through our emotions matter in the long run? The way we process our emotions reflects how we communicate and how we empathize with one another as human beings it's our connection to humanity and when we normalize suppressing those emotions and suppressing the experience to work through those emotions we are also denying ourselves the experience of learning through those emotions and learning how we can comfort ourselves so in the event where we are with another person who is experiencing a similar emotion we know how to comfort them and empathize It's how we kind of connect to humanity for ourselves and for the people around us. When we become normalized to suppressing our emotions long-term, and especially in the way we were raised to, where we were told not to cry at such a young age and to, in fact, handle our negative behavior of crying or being angry with telling us to shut up and be quiet and suppressing that and holding on to that long-term. So when we experience someone else who's crying in front of us, We feel uncomfortable because we don't know how to process that emotion for ourselves and we don't know how to help this other person. We know they are in distress, but we know that there is nothing we could do to comfort them other than mimicking the behavior we were told of shut up and move on and work through it. And that's such a patriarchal thing that our culture has forced us to believe because in the way I was raised, at least, being sensitive or weak were very demeaning qualities that were specifically characterized to women and with crying and showing emotion. And by labeling it as a feminine trait, it strips men from this identity of being sensitive and giving them permission to be sensitive. It assumes manliness is then associated to strength and endurability with emotional independence. And by that, I mean not letting your emotions inhibit you from achieving your goals in a way your emotions aren't, not, aren't what make you human. Your emotions inhibit you from being human, which is not the case, obviously. Because like I said before, emoting and being empathetic and going through our emotions is how we stay connected to humans and to humanity and to one another. By going through our experiences, by sharing our experiences with each other, it's how we connect and it's how we learn and it's how we grow as people and as a society. It's why society is always changing. It's because we are learning from other cultures, from other people. We are curious people. And 
emotions are part of that curiosity. It's also part of our natural desire to help the ones we care about. Going back to what I was saying about how we were raised and having that patriarchal societal values placed on us, as women, it impacts us in the sense of that's how we look at pick-me culture, where being hyper-independent or having this like low-key like, low vibe and this like, I don't give a fuck attitude, you're not having your needs met. You're not discovering how to have your needs met because you're not feeling through those emotions to understand what you need to make yourself feel comfortable in that situation. As women, as a whole, we are meant to feel less and feel pressure that our nobility stands in us becoming less with our needs, our looks, how we think we should take accountability or how we take credit even in this world. Because obviously women have always been made to feel less. And it is so interesting to me now that people are sharing ideas and theories how some of the greatest minds in histories are actually attributed to women. And those have also been placed in facts. But I'm also specifically talking about how Albert Einstein's wife, like apparently she is the one who has done most of the work that he has gotten credit for. Like she's the one, like it's her equations, it's her brain, and he's the one who got credit for it because he was a man. But knowing she was a woman, she would never get that same credibility because of her gender. So in a way, giving her work to a man, she knew how important her work was and she knew in order for it to get the reputability that it deserved, it would have to be passed along as a man's work, which is so fucked and it pisses me off. But again, it just teaches you how important it is to go through your emotions and that it isn't because you're a woman or being too sensitive. It is because you are human and not processing those emotions in long term will just end up in pant up aggression and anger. And you know how that fucking goes. So anyways, I'm getting off topic. Feeling your emotions is not wrong. When you experience anxiety, it's your body telling you that something is wrong or that there is danger. It's a triggered trauma response. And not only allowing yourself to process this emotion is denying yourself the need to make yourself feel safe, but it's always also denying yourself the area for you to grow in this emotion, in this life lesson, because you're going through something that you're experiencing hardship for. How are you going to get yourself through it is the question. The only thing you would take is time to look within yourself and process that answer and figuring out what's causing you to feel this way, what you need to self-soothe yourself, what do you need to tell yourself, or what actionable steps do you need to do to move forward to get yourself to a safe place again. At the end of the day, you're the only person who is going to be there to take care of you a thousand percent of the time. And having compassion on yourself and taking the time to process your feelings is the best route you could take to better yourself and to better your mental health. Emotions are not a symbol of shame. It's simply being human. The more time you take in learning about yourself and how you personally process these emotions and how you need to cater to yourself to get through these emotions is how you learn to better your mental health. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. When I was going through it for myself, it was a day by day process and every day it took me looking within myself and breaking down my feelings and what I was experiencing and I journaled a lot and I made a shit ton of voice recordings before I even started the podcast because it was the only way I could consciously work through my emotions 
and make myself feel still feel heard in that moment. Because I would harbor a lot of guilt while I was processing them. As a kid, there was a huge perception that was put onto me that every, someone always has it worse than you. So why are you crying about it? Why are you crying about this? Like, you shouldn't be allowed to cry about this. And it was a way that I kind of punished myself. Like, yeah, I'm going through this. Yeah, this is hard, but it should be nothing compared to what someone else could be going through right now. And I almost minimized my experiences and negated my own emotions to toughen myself up and build thicker skin. But I was really just bullying myself and not allowing myself the human experience of emoting. Learning through learning how I process my emotions and what I would consider my, causing my anxiety or causing anxious behavior, it was really just unprocessed emotions, unprocessed fear, unprocessed anger, unprocessed confusion that I never felt safe to ask or I never felt safe to be in a space to process those emotions independently or with another person. When we're kids, parents are the ones who are supposed to be caring us for caring for us through these emotions to show us what is healthy, what is normal, and what is a good way to process our emotions to get ourselves to a better place. So in the long run, we know how to do that as adults. A lot of us don't have that human experience with our parents, and it's impacting us as adults. Our mental health is pure evidence of that is a depiction of how our emotions were treated as children and how we were meant to respond to those emotions and that long-term impact that we're now experiencing as adults with burnout, quarter-life crisis, identity crisis, all that shebang and whatever. But understanding your emotions is one of the first steps you could take in figuring out your sense of self. Because now you're allowing yourself to strip away that armor that's built up inside of you to protect yourself, to protect these emotions that you never felt safe emoting before. When you allow yourself to be relieved of all this heavy armor and deflection that you've spent years putting up, you're allowing yourself to just be vulnerable and you into the world and just be like, well, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Because when you feel, when you break down your emotions, it kind of normalizes and humanizes yourself in what you're feeling. It makes it seem less scary when you put words to it and you can identify actions and it becomes an actual real feeling to you. And when you begin to feel it and you begin to identify it as, oh, I'm starting to feel anxious because of this, you're able to solve your own equation on how to solve the problem for yourself and how to make yourself feel comfortable in demanding your own, or not demanding, but in asking for your own needs to make yourself feel more comfortable and building your confidence. Because at the end of the day, the reason why we feel the need to ask questions or ask for our needs to be met is because we know we're worth having those needs met. We know what we need to have to feel comfortable and we know how to ask for it. We don't know how to attain it and that's why we're trusting another human being to respect that need to help us. That's how I kind of think of how the balance in the universe makes sense. And tying in spirituality, it's how we balance out each other's energies as human beings. We help one another. And that's just one way in how we do so. That's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to rate this podcast if you liked it. And what other topics you want to hear me talk about, please leave. Um, I think I have a poll in the comments section. So leave your feedback there. 
I'm also posting on TikTok every single day, so please feel free to DM or email me any questions in there as well. And don't forget to follow me. I linked all my accounts below. I'm still on a way to reach a thousand followers on TikTok, so I could finally link the fucking podcast in the bio because I know a lot of people I've seen um, messaging me and commenting that it's hard to find because it's a common topic. So I'm thinking about changing the title again. It used to be called Fuck You Matter If You're New. Maybe changing it back because that title was easier to find. Let me know your thoughts in the comments and I'll talk to you all next week. Love you all and I hope you have an amazing week and weekend. Remember, life is easy, breezy, and beautiful and so are you. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others and just do you, baby. All right. I love you guys. Bye.